Welcome to Episodes in Troubled Thinking, a podcast that explores the inside-out nature of life and how our thinking often gets us in trouble. This podcast is a collaboration between two transformative coaches, yours truly, Antti Vanhanen from Finland and Steve M. Nash from the UK. On this podcast, we take turns coaching each other on various topics and occasionally we'll discuss broader topics about being human. Without further ado, here are your hosts, Antti and Steve. Welcome to another episode of Episodes in Troubled Thinking. I am once again joined by my my good friend and, and fellow transformative coach, Steve M. Nash. How are you, Steve? Hello, Auntie, and hello, everybody else. I am I am well, little tired, little anxious about our conversation. Mm. Little anxious about. Well, I'm 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 very curious to hear hear like where the where the anxiety is coming from, and and uh, perhaps it's a topic itself. So, I think so, it is a topic in itself, actually. Well, awesome. Let's uh, let's jump in. What do you have in mind? Um. Well, it, well, I would like to talk about relationships, mm-hmm. uh, in particular, the idea of monogamy, mm. and if. This wasn't being recorded. I know that it would be a lot easier for me to say my bits and be coached by you. And I'm still going to do that. I just know that I'm a little bit more I'm more hesitant to talk about it. But I'm going to pretend that no one is listening to this. Yeah. And it's just me and you. Yeah. So, and of course, we can always decide after the fact that well, we're not going to publish this episode or or you know edit some things out if you if you really feel strongly about it so so it's well, it's no thank problem thank you thank you i mean it is it is an episode in troubled thinking um it's <clears throat> a fairly new episode for me because pretty much most of my life i've considered monogamy monogamous relationships that's the way that you do them you don't cheat and uh i've heard of something called polyamory recently and else that kind of puzzled me a little bit that's i think that's um the idea of having more than one partner being open about it but pretty much i've bought into the notion of monogamy that's that's what you do in a loving relationship short or long it's monogamy and just recently i'm exploring the idea of uh i'd quite like the idea of having more than one partner at once I suppose or having more than one relationship at once mm. and I like the idea of it but I also I also know that it troubles me a great deal and I kind mm. of have quite a bit of angst about it sort of putting it into practice and even if I manage to put it into practice I'm then kind of worrying that I'm doing something wrong that I'm I'm harming the woman I'm, I'm a bad man uh, you know a whole load of nonsense but mm. kind of unpleasantness basically that sometimes disturbs me mm, fascinating fascinating um is there anything in particular that kind of um got you looking in this direction uh, i i think i just was curious about whether I, whether i do i need to always go out with a woman in a monogamous and have an, a monogamous agreement I, mm. I'm I'm internet dating, or I have been internet dating, and 
and you meet people and uh, women and um, I don't know I just I think one one day this year I uh, someone I went on a date with she asked me what was I looking for and I decided to be a bit more honest and with her and with myself and I said um, non-monogamous relationship hmm. I kind of just mentioned it on our first date and she thought about it for a little while and then on our second date out of the blue she said that's okay mm. but it what but it, and that was great but it also that relationship kind of lasted for a few months i did see i did sleep with uh, somebody else as well and it was okay but when i thought about it <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't and i mm. struggled with it um, yeah, it, I, I mean it's a little bit because we're in this realm of thought, bringing la bringing our worlds to to life. It's all about thought. So we, we, this kind of conversation, this inside out understanding conversation, it's about the principle of thought, and yet we have taboos, thoughts that you shouldn't have, uh, and this in my world is one of those, I guess. Mm. Yes. Wow, what a what a fantastic and intriguing topic. I'm uh, I'm really I'm really happy that this is what you what you, what you came with this week. Um yeah, I, I love the part where you where you kind of just as you said uh you know that it's a thought and and you and you laugh to yourself that you know you you it kind of tells me that you're in on the joke. A little. Yeah. And uh, I think that's um that's a fantastic place to start exploring this from uh, a little bit further. Well, can I just ask you, out of curiosity, mm. what do you think about the notion of monogamy? I mean, you're a married man, and I'm guessing you are in a monogamous relationship, and that was part of the agreement when you did your wedding vows. So, yeah, so when, how, when, how do you see it? Well, when we actually started, um, uh, when we started dating with my wife, we kind of agreed that it was... Um, was not monogamous you know for that until we agreed differently and and uh even though it was um polyamorous it it still ended up being monogamous like in the end that i didn't actually end up sleeping with anybody else quite i didn't want to but uh i was coming from that mindset that that no when we're dating i'm there i don't i didn't think that there should be um such a commitment to one person and nor should nor was i expecting it from the other side either and then once you know you get a little bit further along the road then maybe you have that discussion so oh, that's interesting yeah so so I, I didn't see it as a um you know either direction i don't see it that big of a deal i do wonder sometimes the people that then manage to have a long-term polyamorous relationship with with um with different people um i always find those rather amazing almost like uh almost kind of like they're freaks of nature but you know there are people that make it work and um like you said i think it's just the the power of thought that we have we have the ability to um choose whatever thoughts we want and, and go along with those and whatever the notions in in society are the norms the rules the 
the, the moral code. It doesn't ultimately really matter as long as you're not hurting anyone. What I've, what I've, um, because I'm sort of quite, I'm noticing this experience from an inside out perspective. I, there's some kind of concern about what the woman will think, what an individual woman will think, or what, what my women friends might think, or what my male friends might think. There's some concern about that. Mm. I've noticed, I've, I've sort of played with, well, what's actually going on here a little bit? And I've kind of, um, come up with like there's a feeling that I have that I don't like and it seems to belong with disappointing women um, and that's mm. what I seem to call it and and then I think well if I'm going to have a non-monogamous relationship they might get disappointed and then maybe they, do, maybe they say they're cool with it and then they're not and then they're disappointed and then there's some sort of response in me to their disappointment and it seems to be that in me that it's a feeling that I've just mm. called disappointing women mm. that I don't like. Well, um, do you think that you can actually disappoint someone? Hmm. Well, on the one, the, the, the correct answer is no, but I guess I must do, yes. Mm. I, I must, sometimes. <laughs> exactly. I, I know, what the, I know what, the, uh, what the correct answer that the, that the, uh, the teacher is asking for here is. But, yes. but, but in my gut, I, I'm feeling something different. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the interesting bit, because they can only experience you and, and your actions and your words through their thinking so so then the question becomes are you do we really have the the ability to to disappoint um anyone well the correct answer again is no mm. i think part of i mean i i think there's some part of me that still thinks i can but and but but the, as I was saying about the feeling, um, I kind of know that it's it's something about what I'm making of their disappointment and what I'm like. I think I'm responsible or or, or whatever. I don't know what it is because it's there's sometimes there's just this feeling that I really don't like mm. um, that I've I've called it disappointing women or I've called it cheating on women or I've called it non-monogamous relationships. Mm. But I'm think I think I'm seeing that it's none of those things. It's a feeling I don't like in my body, and a feeling is just a feeling. Mm. But I, I also I have a tendency to to think a little bit too much, especially especially when it comes to relationships with women. And as soon as I start to think a little bit too much, um, I'm kind of heading in for the quicksand. Mm. Yeah, I know what you mean. I, I looking back uh, at basically my 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 entire time dating, um, the the more I tried, the more in my own way I got. Do you know what I mean? That I think I would have yes. I would have done a lot better if I just got out of the way. <laughs> yeah. At the at the end of the day, and, and and it's just one of these funny things that 
that I see happening in many other areas of my life um, as well. That the more I try and the more I, I look for answers and, and the more I try to apply strategies that, that promise great results, the, the, fir- the more I'm actually getting in, in my way and in the way of, of accomplishing whatever I want to accomplish. And so from that perspective, I, I think I understand what you're saying. It's interesting because I, I have this kind of um, like awareness. I could call it an insight or an awareness of a place. It's just kind of out of the, metaphorically speaking, it's out of the corner of my eye. And, mm. and if I move my head, I will, it'll move. But there's like this sense of whatever I do in relationships, mm. monogamous or not, but it could be in creating a coaching practice. It could be in as a son or as a brother or as a friend or as a stranger. Whatever I do, um, it's okay. And I have a sense of it. Like it doesn't. It doesn't really matter. But it's like it's the faintest of whispers. Like it really doesn't matter. And it's just faint. But it's it's it's. So I, it's kind of. I'm pleased that I noticed it, but it's not my reality. So. It still mm. thinks, yeah, I know about that. I know it's okay, but I'm still going to get in my own way. I'm mm. still going to try and, I'm still going to effort this with my head. I'm still going to rationalize it. I'm still going to um, maybe talk about it. Like I, I went on a date a couple of days ago and I pretty much was talking about what I'm looking for. And I was talking about it generally, like I'm probably not looking for a monogamous relationship, but I wasn't able to say it to her, but I was talking about in general. But I did talk to her about it, and she was very straightforwardly saying, yeah, you know, you just you you you, you look for what you want to look for, and you, you just say what it is that you want, and then the woman can decide whether she's interested or not. It was very straightforward mm. to her. There was no problem at all. There was none. And yet, Oh, but like there's like there's some kind of feeling, a feeling. Then I go, oh, you're being a bad boy. You're being a bad guy. <laughs> you're being a typical. You're using women. Yeah, you're just like all the rest of them. You're you only want one thing. All these stupid thoughts that I've kind of never wanted to to claim ownership of. Mm. To, to say I'm not like that. I'm different. I'm a good person. I'm a good man. I'm not like all the other men. Oh, a whole lot of a whole lot of stupidness. That I'm kind mm. of I get into. Yeah, it, it it sounds to me a little bit like um, you have a lot of thinking around the the kind of roles and 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 what's considered appropriate behavior and and what's considered a like a good person or a good man and and and, and so forth. And they, it sounds a little bit like you are you're pushing up against those boundaries and 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 you're a little bit confused about. You know what? What happens now? Yeah, I think I am. Mm. So, uh, is is there any help for me, uh, Auntie? Well, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I, I I think so. I mean, you know, yeah. Uh, I lost cause. Uh, you know, but let, let's say you know, like Hugh Hefner. What do you think about Hugh Hefner? Well, I don't know the man. I know that he was. He thinking he ran a Playboy empire. Yeah. Um. It's funny, I don't... Maybe I like to think I'm better than Hugh Hefner. Hmm. I'm not like that. Like what? A womanizer. Hmm. So what's a womanizer? In, 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 by your definition? Uh, somebody that uses women, I guess. 
for their own pleasure and gratification. Mm. So, but at the end of the day, you you have to start from from what you want. I mean, otherwise, I mean, you can't just go around meeting women asking like, "What do you want? Let me do that." Because, you know, why why would you? You know, you're um, to you know, please to please to to be in a relationship to to do what society asks you to do. Yeah, but I'm kind of I guess I'm asking is that bef- before you can, you know, do do someone else, uh, you know, be nice to someone and and give them what they want. Usually, there's a reason why why you would get into that relationship and 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 start giving them in the first place. And I'm just wondering if you're clear on what that really reason is for yourself. Uh, I I I didn't hear. I don't think I understood what your question was. Yeah. So. Well, let's say, let's use my daughter again because why not? You know, why not use a two-year-old girl to talk about you know monogamy and polyamory and all this stuff? But um, so she sees a toy, and you know, she wants to play with it, right? She's not she's not doing it because she, you know, the, the toy needs you know for her to play with it or anything she just wants to do it that's that's her thing so is she from your perspective using the toy no she's being present yeah and the same thing when when she comes over to me and she says like like daddy let's play or or let's read a book or whatever else do you, is she using me no so why do you think it is that you'd be using a woman if if you said that you know I'm attracted to you and I'd like to um, you know sleep with you and, and see where it goes from here do you, do you think that would be using a woman maybe if I was also thinking of doing that with another woman tomorrow what would that matter uh, I'd be thinking about it. <laughs> okay. But if I was being present, absolutely no, it wouldn't. It wouldn't matter. There's a freedom. There's a. I just want to do this. Mm. Where, where's it going? I don't. I don't want to think about that. I just want mm. to do this. And they they say I don't want to do it, and I go okay. Mm. But and I I. I'm really, I can kind of, it's like someone's making that food in a kitchen and I can smell just the faintest whiff of, of that sort of liberated state of being mm. or understanding of how life works. I can smell it just really like, a, but, but it, 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 that's, just, that's, just, that's it. Otherwise, it's just like intellectu- I'm intellectualizing it. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and I, I do understand where you're coming from just to be clear that um you know we we all live in this society that tells us how to be and 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 most of our parents they've lived in a very monogamous traditional relationships so that um there's an expectation that people behave a certain way but the the more i've looked in this direction for myself i've i've started to see that you know like 
you know, this, this is, this is, there's no way to say this in any other way except that it doesn't sound stupid. But women are people too. You yes, right. <laughs> you know, and um, uh, they 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 also want to enjoy things and and the company of others, um, and that they're not expecting something that's completely different from from what you're seeking if you're you know authentically there. Yeah. You know, like like women enjoy one night stands too. I'm not saying all of them. I'm not saying as many as men, but you know, generally speaking, they also want to have a good time, spontaneous time. They want to lose themselves. They want to have great sex. Um, they want to try different things, and and many of them want to try you know being with different people. And and I think the the best way you can you can kind of I suppose reach them and kind of talk to them on that level is, is is when you just forget about the fact that they're women that they're somehow different to you that they should be treated differently and and just 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 you know treat them genuinely just just be you in the moment because from from what i've gotten to know you you seem to be a a person who has very you're very genuine and and you don't have a lot of um selfish intentions so it's you know it's it's that's perhaps the irony that um, it's the it's the people who are unselfish to begin with that they're always worried about coming across as selfish. Yeah. I, it's interesting to you know I've written down treating a woman differently, mm. uh, and sort of maybe being aware of her thought patterns and her conditioning from society and what she's expecting and what she what will feel good for her and kind of taking responsibility for yeah. that. Um, I also wrote down monogamy and um, it's a label. It's like a description of behavior, isn't it? It's kind of been, it's like, um, it's, it's having a, it's having a, a behavior or having a feeling and calling it something and then trying to do something about what you've called it mm. when I, you know maybe I could just ignore the labels yeah I could I could just be present I want to have present relationships where what happens happens and it could end up be that I'm I just with one woman or it could end up be that I'm with several women mm. and it could end up being that there are some difficult conversations it could end up being that there are no difficult conversations yeah um, I'm reminded by uh, by a story I read once for the I was at a I was at a French place in Germany and and he had a book in his bookshelf that had a cover of a, a woman in a bikini on the cover and I was like ooh kind of teasing like what's this book and and he just pulled out the book and was like oh you're gonna love this one and it was the the collected um, editorials of GQ magazine by this one particular uh, chief editor during his time. And and one of the and, and he kind of liked to put himself really out there and, and, and do all kinds of interesting extravagant things. And one of the stories in that magazine was to the one that he made me read was that he was somewhere in an international airport and he happened to be sitting next to like um like a rich Arabian sheik. And you know, they started talking and, and it came up that the sheik had um I believe it was 50 wives and he said like wow you are you you are such a lucky man you know you get to have sex with a different woman every night of the week 
like every single day almost. And uh, the the sheik kind of looked at him puzzledly and says like, well, so can you. And and so the, the guy was just, what do you mean I can too? All you got to do is, is walk up to women and ask for sex. That's It's as simple as that. And so on the plane ride home, he started thinking about this. And, and, and when he got home, he decided that he was going to approach 100 women on the street or on the shop, you know, something like this, not in a nightclub or anything like that. And just basically say the same line. Uh, and I believe the line was something like, it's like um, I'm sorry to bother you, but I just wanted to tell you that I find you extremely attractive and I'd like to have sex with you. Yes. And the article is basically how those 100 encounters went. And he, and he starts with like where he was and what the woman looked like and, and how he was feeling. And, uh, you know, the first two approaches he had to abort because he just couldn't do it. And he, he ran into the local supermarket and got himself a small bottle of vodka. So he could just, you know, get a little bit of courage, so to speak. But he persisted, he kept going and I can't remember the exact statistics what he did, but I remember that he slept with, with ended up sleeping with three women. Um, he got the phone number of close to 30 women. And then he got something like 20 or something uh, replies from women like, you know, I'd love to, but right now it's not a good time because I'm on my way to work or somewhere else that, you know, I just don't have the time. And what he realized is that, you know, like it was like around the 70th woman or something that when they said that, well, I can't right now, but how about, you know, like um, I give you my phone number and we can, you know, catch up later. And in the beginning, that would have been for him like, oh, my God, that is so awesome. Like what an achievement. Yeah. But by, by the 70th approach, he's kind of seeing that, well, there are a lot of women that already say yes. And they'll just go find a hotel room or whatever and do it like right on the spot that he seemed like, oh, my God, she gave me the runaround. Yes. You know? I don't, I don't want to like drag this over like a couple of days or weeks or dates or whatever, you know, like, cause I've seen that it, this is how directly it can, it can work. And I, I guess the reason I'm just telling you the story is that, um, you know, he had a lot of thinking about how, how women were different and the, how the, the kind of the mating dance goes that you have to, you know, meet and, and not talk about sex and, or you know, or you have to talk about like monogamy and or, or not monogamy and all these things, and then eventually maybe you'll get to have sex and so forth. And and the sheik just said like, no, that's not how it works. All you gotta do is ask. Yeah. And and be happy with their and you know be okay with what the re reply is. Yeah, absolutely. There is a. Yeah, it's been an interesting uh, few months um, thinking, feeling a disturbance. Mm. Um, I kind of know it's all right. Um, I think I'm aware that sometimes maybe I'm not, I'm not, I haven't always been able to just sit, ask for what I want to a woman or even to anybody. I want this. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to come out with you this evening as a, to a friend, or I don't want to. I don't want to work together with you, or I don't want to. I don't want to see you anymore, or you know, just these simple statements. Or I want to have sex with you, hmm. where and I want to have sex with other women. You know, just this simple. I think I found it difficult to to just say things 
that I actually want in mm. this moment. They might change tomorrow, but and so there's like there's talking around it and couching it and, and making it sort of sound sound like it's got integrity versus just saying what you want. Yes. And ignoring Absolutely. the idea of integrity and authenticity and just kind of being here. And I think mm. this is just maybe an example of where I'm sort of pussyfooting around and I'm relying on my intellect mm. or what I think I should or shouldn't do versus just doing it. Exactly. It's like like it's like what you want, your desires, your your urges, whatever they are, you somehow don't trust that they're okay. You know that that you can't just kind of say that well this is this is what I'm feeling or this is what I want. It's funny because uh, the woman I went on a date with a couple of days ago, she actually said, "What does your body want?" Mm. You know, rather than what does your mind, what's your mind telling you, what's your body telling you? That's a great question. Mm, it was. Um, I'm going to bring up my my daughter again. I don't know why she keeps coming up in this episode, but well, um, I just realized. Uh, I think it was yesterday. She's now two years and, and three months or something, and I, she understands a lot, but she doesn't understand the concept of the question why. If she does something and I ask her why did you do that, she just has no idea what I'm asking, and I, I find that intriguing. Because yes. she she can she can she can say like do you want this or do you want do you want A or B, um, and she can tell you like you know I want A or I want B or I don't want either either one, but once she does something you can't ask her why did you do that, and sure that in in some ways that that limits her, but I think it also empowers her a lot because she spends no time um, second guessing herself what she wants. And she spends no time um, regretting after the fact. So she just learns from things. She just moves on. She's constantly just following her, her, her intuition. And you know, as long as she's not hurting anyone, I think that, that what a what a great way to go through life. Um, you know, just just go with with what feels right to you, and then you know we're we have this inbuilt intelligence we'll learn along the way we'll learn from the from the feedback from the failures from the successes from you know whatever um unplanned results that came out of it and i think that's that's the beauty of it when we when we stop asking a lot of times we've been taught that the question why is the most powerful question always ask why but i think it's also a question that can really uh get in the way and, and and wear us down because it just gets us so in our heads yeah yeah this is this is this is this kind of struggle that i'm having it's it's another reflection of where i go when i need when i feel i need an answer and it's to my head Mm. yeah thank you auntie i feel enough as been said for now mm. well thank you steve i really enjoyed this conversation and and uh, my hats off to you for for being so so bold and so so open with this uh uh let's say usually quite a private matter huh. well thank you 
for sharing what you've shared and thank you Dr. Sue even though she doesn't realise she's starting this episode <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, maybe yes. maybe we'll call this episode that uh, women are people too oh golly <laughs> that's, that's wonderful yeah I'm sure I'm sure they'll get good reactions <laughs> thank you thank you auntie um, thank you yes yeah. thank you thank you Steve and um, I guess that's uh, that's a wrap for this week so join us again next week uh, the new episodes always drop on Monday. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to episodes in Troubled Thinking. If you've enjoyed our podcast, we would really appreciate it if you took a minute to leave an honest review on iTunes because this will help other listeners discover us as well. We hope you have a great week and we'll be back with a brand new episode next week. <laughs>